Mm, thank God for coffee. Welcome everybody to episode two. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm so excited with what God has put in our heart um, to bring to you today in regards to the lesson, the coffee fact of the day, and uh, what I'm drinking today, which is actually, I mean, I already brought it up, might as well speak on it. It is Pete's Coffee. We've, we've whipped out the Pete's. Pete's Coffee, uh, dark roast. It is amazing. So smooth, bold. I really, really enjoy it. Really, really like it. Um, my vision for the for the podcast in the future is just to try different coffees and 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 really, really, really get to uh, enjoy a cup of coffee with you, the listener. I know that everybody that's listening right now is just. I'm hoping that you're enjoying a cup of coffee, or maybe you're at work or on your way to work and just dreaming about your the cup of coffee that you're going to be drinking. So, um, just know that. God can use anything, and what he put in my heart was to use coffee, you know? Maybe maybe this is uh, a podcast he's going to use for reaching out to uh, coffee drinkers all over the world, and I believe that in Jesus' mighty name. Now, if you listened to episode one, which I'm, I'm hoping that you did, if you haven't caught that, then I invite you to go and catch that. Um, we left off in John chapter 1, verse 5. Today we're going to read from verse 6 down to verse uh, 13 is what we're going to be reading today. And I know that it's going to bless you. We're going to get in a little bit deeper into, into the word, okay? And I know that God has something special. So random coffee fact of the day. I got a good one, okay? I'm going to explain to you why it's a good one. The most expensive coffee in the world can cost more than $600 per pound. I'm going to read it again. It's almost like a trivia question. What is the most expensive coffee in the world that can cost up to $600 a pound? And this, the answer is the, the faces. Yes, you read that correctly. The faces. <laughs> um, it is an Asian palm civet. It is used uh, to make one of the most sought-after types of coffee called Kopi Luwak. It is also known as the cat poop coffee. The coffee is made from coffee cherries that have been eaten and digested by this uh, small little mammal. The beans uh, are then cleaned and processed with prices ranging from $35 to $100 per cup. That is the most expensive coffee in the world. And I have great news for me and for all the listeners out there. I know that you're probably thinking, I would never, Pastor Jaime, I would never drink a coffee that's been digested by another living organism. Well, let me tell you, my good friend, Bishop Corbin, missionary to Bangladesh, the top dog out there, don't mean to call you that. Uh, Pastor, if you're listening to this with a whole lot of respect and love, he's going to bring me some, uh, what was it called? Copy Luwak or something like that. Yeah, that's what it, it, and he's, he's going to bring us some and it's going to be amazing. And when I try it, I promise you, I'm going to give you guys the rundown of what it tastes like because there's no way that we can have the Thank God for Coffee podcast without having the most expensive coffee on the on the podcast itself, so. Just that was the random fact 
of coffee for the day. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that you're enjoying yourself. My, my, my prayer is that everybody, and I pray this, I, I, I really do pray this. I pray that everybody that hears the podcast is just blessed, blessed. Um, if I could give you just a word of advice, choose to live blessed, choose. And it's very important that you choose every single day. See, cause a lot of the times as Christians, um, when I talk to people that say, hey, you know what, I don't understand why my day is going so bad or I don't understand. I don't feel the joy of the Lord. I don't feel God working right now. Many times it's because we don't choose to be blessed. We choose to react in a negative sense to a lot of the things that are going on around us. You have to remember that just because we're Christians does not mean that we're not going to have trials and tribulations. Jesus said, in this world, you will find trials and tribulation. So choose to live blessed. Um, I, I do something on my way to work. I, I tell the Lord, I say, Lord, let me be just a reflection of you today. Let me be a good boss. Let me be a good employee. Let me be a good husband. Let me be a good father. Let me just be like you, Jesus. And I believe that God hears our earnest prayers, our sincere prayers, and he begins to do something in our lives. Now, day by day, I tell people all the time, how do you build a wall? You build it one brick at a time. And, and what, what do I mean by that? You are going to build a good, nice, solid life one day at a time. So make today better than yesterday, regardless of what yesterday was. Make it better today. Amen. So that's just a, a little bonus for you. Let's go ahead and go into the word of, of the Lord. Amen. John chapter 1. Uh, we're going to go into verse 6 to 13. I'm reading again from the New King James Version. Uh, I find that when it comes to studying the word of God, it's important for us to study using the same version. I feel that if I'm reading uh, from the New King James and you're looking at your phone or you are reading it from your Bible and it's an NIV or um, it, it might come across where you might say, well, you know, my version is not the same or I, I have this other word or I, I love to compare Bible verses, different translations. I love to do that. The Lord has given me a love for searching his word, but I uh, implore to you that whenever we're studying the word of God together and you're doing it here with me, get a good, you know, Bible application that has the New King James Version and let's read the same thing. Let's read the same thing. We go over the same thing and I, I promise you it's going to be edifying to you. So we're going to get into the, the word of God. I got to take a sip of this Pete's coffee. That's amazing. Hmm. Thank God for, oh, no, no, you, I got you there. Huh? Okay, ready? Here goes. It is. John chapter 1, verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which comes to give life to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was not was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. Verse 12. 
But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Powerful, powerful scriptures we're reading right now. These, and and I pray that God gives us understanding when it comes to us reading these verses, because they are, believe me, a tremendous blessing. And I'm praying right now in the name of the Lord Jesus that you might receive what God has deposited in my heart for you today. So let's start with verse six. It says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. So this isn't John talking about himself. This is John talking about John the Baptist. Amen. This man, verse seven says, this man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. Now, if you know the, if you know the story of how Jesus comes to the earth, amen, and how God you know, becomes God incarnate on, on, on earth, you have to understand that God will never go against his word. And something that many people miss is that the Lord will always, always share what he's doing with a prophet, a prophet of God. And I know that that is very uh, controversial. We live in a day and age where people say, oh, well, you know what? Prophets don't exist or I just don't believe everybody. You have to remember that there is such things as false prophets as well. False teachers, people that take advantage, amen, um, of, of the lack of understanding and the lack of wisdom that many times it's in the body of Christ, Okay. The Bible says that people come in sheep's clothing, that they're wolves in sheep's clothing. Amen. So we have to comprehend and understand that God is never going to go against his word. And I believe that it's in the book of Amos where he says, God does nothing without revealing to his prophets. So he sends John as his messenger. And if you say, well, where is that in the scriptures? You can look up Malachi chapter three, verse one, and it distinctly talks about how God was going to send a messenger to prepare the way for the Messiah, for Jesus to come. So we see here, we're in verse, I believe verse eight, he was not that light. So John the Baptist comes with the light, but he wasn't that light. I love that the scripture says that because that's me and you. You and I, we have the light of God, amen, but we're not that light. We're not Jesus. We strive to be like Jesus. The word Christian means Christ-like. So we strive to be like Jesus, but we're not that light. There's another portion of scripture that actually says the father of lights, plural, lights. Why? Because you and I are lights. We have the light of God. We're, we are the light of this world, amen, because we have Jesus in us. But you have to comprehend, we are not God. So it says right here in verse 8, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. So John the Baptist was sent before Christ to prepare the way to speak to people about repentance. And see, that's huge because you have to comprehend something. Many things need to occur in your life, 
Amen. You want many things to happen. You want growth to come, maturity to come, blessings to come, that job to come, responsibility to come, transformation to come, your husband to come, your wife to come. You want them to come into your life, right? Many times, many, many, many times, things and blessings like those do not come into our life. They do not come into our life because we don't bear witness of the light of God. We don't live out our days living a life glorifying that light, Jesus Christ. Amen. Look at verse 9. That, that was the true light, meaning God, the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Look at that. God has given the opportunity for every man to have the light. Look at verse 10. He was in the world and the world was made through him. This is talking about Jesus. And the world did not know him. Jesus does not start his ministry until he's 30 years old. Amen. He was already in the world. He was a child. He, he, he was living his life as a carpenter. Amen. And the world did not know him. Look at verse 11. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Many times you and I, as Christians, we forget that Jesus, Jesus chose to be Jewish. Because Jesus chose to be Jewish, you and I, you and I, we can't blame Jews for not accepting the Messiah, you need to understand something. He chose to come in uh, into the world as a Jew. And if you read Romans, I believe it's chapter 8, 7, 8, we can't. We are grafted into the promises of Abraham. As Christians, when you accept Christ, you're grafted in, meaning that, meaning that you come into the promises for Israel. Amen. So, and it even says on there, what tree can can curse its roots meaning that you and i we can't go and say oh the jews they're the ones it's their fault the bible says that the jews at one point wanted to make jesus king by force they wanted to make jesus king by force the bible says that jesus hid from them if you look there on verse 12 it says but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of god to those who believe in his name now he hid from from the jews knowing that he wasn't looking for a terrestrial throne jesus knew exactly the objective of what he was here on earth to do he he was here to establish the kingdom of god and many, many people think, okay, well, the kingdom of God is, is healing its uh, riches or its blessings. No, the kingdom of God is Jesus Christ. It's his life. It's us following his example. It's us walking through the door. It's us saying, I have the light of the world and I shine my light in darkness. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but our world is very dark. It's a fallen world. The, 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 the nature of humanity, the nature 
of of our carnality the bible calls it amen and that's what this is it's saying here and this is so powerful here i really i hope that you can grasp grasp this it says but as many received him to them he gave the right to become children of god i love this because this john is making such an amazing statement here which is really god okay um the bible is written by men physically but it's written by the Holy Spirit, celestially, spiritually speaking. It's the Holy Spirit of God writing his word through men, okay? So this is John declaring this, the Apostle John, but this is really God saying, it's not about your lineage. It's not about if you're Jew. It's not about if you were born into a religious family or a Christian family, if you've heard of God for many years. No, it was a door that was open to all of humanity for salvation that if you were to believe in Jesus Christ, if you were to believe in the Son of God, you now have access to be called children of God. That statement, you have to understand the Jews did so much to call themselves the people of God. They endured so much pain. They endured years and generations of hardship. So when there is a bold declaration like that, that says no matter who you are, Jew or Gentile, doesn't matter where you come from, if you've heard of Jesus or not, who your parents were, God wants to establish a relationship with you. That is powerful, powerful. Look at verse uh, 13, who were born not of blood. That, that Greek word for blood is hematin, and that word literally translates to lineage or blood. What John here is saying is, it doesn't matter if you were related to the Pharisees. It doesn't matter if you were from the tribe of Judah or if you were from the tribe of Benjamin or it didn't matter who your, par your parents were. Now, it's not about your blood. See, and many times I've, I've, I've known this. I've seen churches where it's, it's, oh, I've been a Christian for this. You know, my family's been a Christian for this many generations. Oh, well, my, my great grandpa was um, a minister and my father was a pastor and my uncle was a chaplain. It's not about that. It says who were born not of blood. And then I love this, nor the will of the flesh. What does that mean? That means that you cannot earn it. You cannot earn the salvation of Jesus Christ. You can't be so good of a person that you can now call yourself a child of God. It's not by the work of your flesh. It's not by your smarts. It's not by how great of a person you are. And then I love where, where he wraps it up and he says, nor of the will of man. Man, I love that. I love that. The word, the Greek word for will is thelemotis. And thelemotos means determination or choice. And what that means is my, it can't be my determination, my decision to, to just want to follow Christ. 
that makes me a child of God. It's not my hard work in a ministry or in church. It's not me by my talents, but it's by God's grace. It's by God's love. It's because I was flawed as a human being that I understand that I need a savior. He wraps it up by saying, nor of the will of man, but of God. If you're listening to my voice today, I want you to know God has ordained for you to hear my voice and for you to understand that Jesus is the light of the world, that Jesus died on a cross for you 2,000 years ago, and he died for me 2,000 years ago. And no man on this earth is worthy to say that they have earned a place in heaven. The truth is, is that the Bible says all of us, every human being has fallen short of the glory of God. And that's my, my uh, goal in the, all of this. This podcast is for you to grow in your relationship and in your understanding of what God wants for your life. So it doesn't matter if you've been in ministry for 30 years and you're an established pastor or if today is the first day you've ever heard of the name Jesus. God has a plan and has something for you that is in his will, in his heart for you, in his purpose. And it's going to be our, our duty to search it out and to grow in him. My prayer is that you will establish a loving, fresh, active relationship with Jesus Christ, that he would take hold of you, that you would fulfill the purposes of God in your life, that you will tell others about Jesus. See, because ultimately, you and I are called to be like John the Baptist. See, Jesus, and we're going to read this, Jesus made such a declaration about John the Baptist. He said that no one that had been that had been born of a woman before John the Baptist was greater than John the Baptist. You know what he was saying? He was saying that David was not greater than John the Baptist. He was saying that Elijah was not greater than John the Baptist. He was saying that Noah, Moses, all these great men in the Old Testament were not greater than John the Baptist because they were not testifying of Jesus Christ yet because the way had not been established. And then he says something even greater. He says, and in the kingdom of God, meaning in the things of Jesus, even the least of these is greater than John the Baptist. Do you know what that means? That means that you and I have the, op- the ability, we have the opportunity to be great in the eyes of God you might say, well, how? The Bible says because in, in the things of God, the least is the greatest, number one. So if you're humble, you humble yourselves in the, thing of, in the things of the Lord. And number two, if we testify of Jesus like John the Baptist, then we, we partake in the kingdom of God. If you live your life according to what Jesus asked of you, it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that you're going to be sinless. We're in this flesh, and this flesh has sin. You know, in our nature, we have sin. But when we come into the things of the Lord, we have repentance, we have access, 
we have a calling and we have purpose. And you and I have been called to testify about that light, which is God, that gives light to men. I pray that this was a blessing for your life. Uh, I love you in the Lord. I pray that in Jesus' mighty name, this would be something that is going to strengthen you in your walk. And until next time, you know, sip a little bit of coffee, love the Lord a little bit stronger, and keep carrying your cross because you're called to do great things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.